When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you as you heard live from Los Angeles, California. Tom DeCelestino is the executive producer. He's the man who answers your phone calls at 855-2124-CBS. He's on Twitter at PrettyDaddyCBS. Let's take our time. Let's just, like, give you a little quick slow rundown of what's coming up on the show. Give you a sense of what's happening. What a crazy weekend in sports. Uh, More fallout in the Michigan scandal that everyone on earth really cares about other than me. I'll get there. Jaywalking can be serious if you really want to throw the book at somebody. We'll get into that. Uh... Really interesting weekend for the Pac-12. A lot going on from college football, and Pretty Daddy over there has got a pretty remarkable five things you need to know from this weekend in college football, so we'll get that for you. A lot of NFL action. What a brutal injury for Kirk Cousins, a Vikings team that started slowly, was turning things around. We'll get into that. A debut for a young guy, not, not the... Uh, the young rookie quarterback we thought would take the league by storm, but pretty good news if you're the Titans, at least through one game. The Chiefs lose to Denver for the first time in nearly a decade in Mahomes' flu game, minus the Jordan-esque heroics. Ryan Harris, longtime former NFL player, will be on the show. We've got a packed by sell Raiders at Lions tonight, and maybe two of the worst football games I've ever seen. That Jets-Giants game was vicious, and I guess it was only worse than Chargers-Bears because only one of those teams were awful. Speaking of Chargers-Bears, good morning, Tom. Ephraim and I were texting each other our disappointment in you last night, and some people on Twitter, sports writer, sports R-E-I-T-E-R, those of you who don't know, Tom promised to get us tickets and then just didn't do it, even though I asked him multiple times. Uh, people on Twitter are very disappointed in you. It felt like a betrayal. It felt like a letdown. I hope you feel ashamed of yourself wearing your your khaki farmer shirt with the hip black undershirt. Uh, Good morning, Bill. Happy Monday to you. I did you you guys a favor. I did you a favor. I saved you from watching a bad football game. You are welcome. Two things can be true at once. One, you let us down. You failed us. You uh, you weren't honest. You said you'd do something you didn't. And two, I was sitting on the couch, and I was so glad I wasn't at that game. I was so glad that you <laughs> let us down and betrayed us. That's why I am the way I am to help Babe. you. You're the best. 855-2124-CBS. Pretty Daddy's the best. Listening, wherever you are, you're the best. Thank you. I do the best I can. Things are not going as well for Brock Purdy as they could be, and he is not like he was. It felt like a few weeks ago the best. All right, last night was not an easy game. Bengals have found their groove 
Joe Burrow, who had a bunch of yards in the air and ran for almost 50 yards on the ground, looks like that calf is just fine. And Cincinnati wins 31-17 over the Niners. But let's put the Niners' struggles in context. It is a Brock Purdy problem. And whether it is solvable or not, whether it's a blip on the radar or not, whether it's the growing pains of a young QB or a young QB who is the last pick in his draft coming back to earth is going to dictate who and what the Niners are this year. A few weeks ago when they were 5-0, and they were the best team by almost every estimation in the National Football League. They have lost three in a row. Brock Purdy has had a couple interceptions, a couple games in a row. Remember, he also lost the ball. He fumbled on a strip sack in that game. And let me just break it down for you this way. First five games where the Niners were outstanding with that defense and that offense that Purdy ran. It was good. Nine touchdowns for Brock, zero interceptions. He was extraordinary. Kyle Shanahan was, he wasn't going through podiums like Mike McDaniel with a laugh, but but Shanahan, the coach, was also put out by questions that Brock Purdy was a system quarterback. I don't know how he's going to feel this week about questions of whether he's just a quarterback at all at the NFL level because over the last three games, Brock Purdy, three touchdowns, five interceptions. few things could be going on here. few things could be happening here. One, and it could be a combination of these things. One is that and we, I talked about this, I think, after Purdy's first loss. The reality is most quarterbacks the teams face, there is just a ton of tape on. And even if you're facing you know, Bryce Young, there's a lot of tape from college, and he gets a lot of reps over the course of even preseason games, and obviously you see him coming. A guy like Brock Purdy, there's tape, but not at the level maybe people expected and wasn't heavily scouted, wasn't highly drafted until he went on that tear last year undefeated up and through the NFC Championship game. You know the story. He got hurt, came back this year, replaced Jimmy G. Jimmy G moves on. He's the reason Trey Lance goes somewhere else. He's a backup's backup in Dallas. It was the Brock Purdy show. A lot of pressure for that to continue this year, and it did for five games. Maybe there's enough tape that defenses are starting to figure something out. Maybe it's some variant of the disease of more that Pat Riley talks about all the time, and I love because it's true not just in sports but in life. When you start to really succeed at something, it is really easy to start to let go of the habits and the things in the margins and the focus and the insanity and the work ethic or whatever it is that gets you there. It's also possible that Purdy's just having a rough stretch. But the reality is the Niners have lost three straight games because Brock Purdy hasn't been good enough. Now, Christian McCaffrey had another touchdown. That's 17 in a row in terms of 17 straight games of the TD. Uh, D-Cell's got a what to sell on that. We'll hit with, hit with that in a little bit. But there are some weapons out there nominally on offense. And, and this, is a, this is a Niners team whose defense hasn't really been the issue. San Francisco has scored 17 points in each of their last three losses, including that 31-17 loss yesterday. And it largely comes down to Brock not being good enough. When he was good enough, when he was serviceable to great, they were the best team in the National Football League. That was true last year. That was true up until he got hurt and they almost made a Super Bowl instead of the Eagles, and that was true this year. And since he's come back to earth, since he's weirdly reverted to what you would expect from a guy who was picked in the seventh round, this has been a Niners team that has been talented and underachieving. Dangerous but not able to win. Capable of a lot more than they've been doing, but only giving you else. That is a recipe for angst. And give Brock Purdy, I guess, this much credit. I don't know what else he's going to say, but he certainly post game yesterday knew where to point the finger. Obviously, I want to be better, you know, for this team, for this organization. Um, just taking care of the ball in some crucial parts of the games. Um, you know, that's that's the NFL, man. It comes down to it. You're not going to just blow teams out every week. It's you take care of the ball and you got to play good 
team team uh, football, and um, you know that's where I'm at with that. But in terms of yeah, you have three losses, and as a quarterback, you take a lot. I take that on myself, uh, where I could be better for this team and helping us win. Um, but man, like who I am and what I stand for, that that doesn't that doesn't change. You know, everyone can say what they want, but I know who I am as a person, and um, you know my faith, my relationship with God is the most important, and. I'm going to continue to rely on that. It's gotten me to this point in my life, and I'll always be be with God and, and stand firm with God. So, um, you know, he'll take care of me regardless. He's right. Everybody is saying what they want. I'm sure you've noticed the, the purdy haters are coming out of the woodwork. Even one of my buddies who's a NBA guy, so I knew purdy was the worst. Okay, maybe. Cool. Great. I got it. And, and, and certainly the, the numbers back it up. This is a team that was averaging... Basically, to make the math easy, it's 33.4. But let's round up, even though it's a round-down situation. 34 points per game when Purdy was playing well. Half as many, 17 points per game over the course of this losing streak. And over this three-game losing streak, the Niners' defense is only allowing 24 points per game. Remember, modern NFL, teams score a lot of points. Unless you're the Jets or the Giants, this is sort of how it goes. They have scored more than enough to win comfortably if Purdy were still operating with the same level of offensive excellence and confidence and efficiency he was before. And I'm not trying to take anything away from that Bengals defense. It's worth, and we'll get to that in a little bit, praising Cincinnati. Yes, Joe Burrow's back, and he looks really good. Yes, that defense is also looking really, really sharp. But this is a Niners team that showed up for a big game that didn't play like the Niners team they were supposed to. And that's because the quarterback isn't the quarterback that he was. And the reality is, the fact of the matter is, that Brock Purdy was a nobody who became a somebody. And the confident Shanahan and that Niners front office had in Purdy, and huge sample size to back this up, meant they moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo, who might have had a ceiling they didn't love, but his floor was pretty high too. The guy was a serviceable quarterback, at least in that system. They moved on from Trey Lance, who whether he's a bum or not a bum, whether he could have been the next Tom Brady like Pretty Daddy suggested or maybe not, he still is someone they took with a number three overall pick and invested a lot to get and then just basically give away. On Brock Purdy's hopes and shoulders, don't just ride this Niners season, although they do. And it isn't just the idea of the best or one of the best teams in the NFL that will rise or fall based on how Purdy plays, although that's, that's true. This is a huge reflection on Kyle Shanahan and his decision-making, and his excellence, and that front office's excellence, and their ability to execute on a team that has put together a massively talented roster, sort of like the Rams did when they won the Super Bowl. The Rams brought in all these superstars and then plugged in Stafford, right? They went and they got Stafford from Detroit. The Niners did a very similar thing, only they found, they thought, we thought, and to be fair, I thought three weeks ago, their Stafford on their team, on their practice squad a year ago. But it's their job, it's the Niners' job to be right. And if they are, if Purdy can figure it out, if he can get there, they are a Super Bowl contending team. If not, if they can't do it, if he's not the guy, and by the way, human beings and and athletes are complicated. If he was the guy, he struggled, they figured something out, and his confidence, his ability to adjust Purdy's to the adjustments isn't there, because that's a skill in and of itself. Well, then the Niners are in deep, deep trouble, and so is Kyle Shanahan, and so is that front office. Now, I don't know what Fred Warner, what else he's going to say. But players, veterans, defensive players, guys who've got some street cred and and are impactful on on good teams don't tend to back quarterbacks they don't believe in. See the Seahawks and Russell Wilson for all those years of awkwardness in that relationship. And, And Fred Warner certainly is of the mind that he, that that team, 
are going to be fine because he thinks their quarterback will have no problems in the long run. The thing is, is the quarterback is always going to receive the blend, like the the brunt of the the criticism. But Brock is like the least of my worries. Brock is made of the right stuff. Yeah, can he protect the ball better? Sure, but he's the reason why we have a chance to win games in every single game that we're in. Like right now, I can't like the the common denominator right now is that I haven't been able to say in in the last three losses that man the defense had our best outing. We just happened to lose. We're not playing good football on our side. And that's the reason why we haven't won the last three games. And that's got to get figured out. And it will get figured out. Look, I love the answer. I respect the answer. I don't know what's right. And frankly, neither do you. Brock Purdy has been a revelation and a mystery and an anomaly and something that isn't supposed to happen in the National Football League. Forget where he was drafted and where he was in the depth chart and his arrival of success. The nearly, until three weeks ago, flawless reality of how he played the quarterback position, how he almost never turned the ball over, how whatever was required of him, he was able to do. And and not just in in regular season NFL games, which by the way matters, but in the postseason last year. And then coming in this year with the the heady weight of, is this guy the real deal? Because there's no safety net. There's no Jimmy G backing him up. There's no even poor guy, Trey Lance. And he handled it. And, And now he's not. Brock Purdy is one of the most interesting question marks in the National Football League and how that gets answered. What the truth actually is, it's going to dictate whether the Niners are one of the best teams in the NFL, certainly in the NFC, and they compete this year for a Super Bowl, or whether they're a huge disappointment and multiple fingers start to get pointed at directions, including but not limited to that quarterback nobody saw coming. What do you think? What do you got? Brock Purdy, a guy that's going to get it done? Do you buy into him? Would you want? Him? This is always the question. Would you want him on your football team? How many guys would you swap out for Brock Purdy? Do you trust him? 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Tom, by the way, going back to a conversation we had the last few weeks, uh, I went, where was I going? I went to pick up some takeout the other day, and there was somebody blocking a parking spot, and I didn't need the parking spot because it wasn't where I was parking, but I wanted to make a citizen's arrest. But I don't think you can actually arrest someone for that. I think it's a ticket. Can you do a citizen's fine? I don't think so. I would love to see you try. Like, I would love that. And when I say you, I mean the general you. I would love to witness that. Somebody trying to do a citizen's arrest or a citizen's fine for holding a parking spot, which there's nothing wrong with. It's against the law in California. I'm getting all worked up again. There's nothing wrong with it. It's against the law. So is jaywalking. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. But jaywalking is a victimless crime. Holding up a parking spot is not. It costs the city money, and it costs me a parking spot. Find somewhere else to park. There's always somewhere else to go. I don't live in suburban Philadelphia, wherever the hell you live. Can I live in a place where the the beach is where I drive to get my food, and there's people everywhere. There's tourists everywhere. All right, calls are coming in. We will take them. Do you believe... Brock Purdy is going to be just fine. It's two different guys we've seen. It's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Purdy. Which one is real? 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. We also got to to learn to talk. First, I'm going to learn to talk. Then we're going to do a roundup of what happened in the NFL, including just brutal news for the Vikings next here on CBS Sports Radio. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just 
redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. You're listening to Writer Than You. Turtles are my favorite animal. Have you ever had a pet turtle? Yeah, I have had a pet turtle. As have I. My brother and I, when we used to go to Guttenberg, Iowa, my, my uncle had a cabin there, we would catch 30 turtles over a week period, and we would have turtle races. We'd bet on them. On CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, we're not weird here. What's going on? Bill Ryder with you. Turtle King. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get on the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. 855-2124-CBS. Do you think Brock Purdy is going to be just fine? Let's go to a guy in Boise who's got one of the best names on earth because it's what I named my kid. I love the name Henry. He's a Henry. Henry, thanks for listening. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, I got one. I got one more for you. So my first name is Henry. My last name is Celestino. No, it's not. Wow. Yes, it is. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is so you're yeah, that is I mean you and you and pretty daddy could be like best friends. I don't know. I mean, I never I never met him in person, but I do listen to you guys every morning and that's more than some of my friends that I listen to, so <laughs> We appreciate you, dude. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Hey, so my team is the 49ers. I live in Idaho, but I'm a I was born and raised in California. You know, I I've been doing a lot of thinking about this cuz you know, I've been, you know, having a lot of an emotional, a lot of emotions, you know, the last couple of weeks. And I think that the 49ers are going to end up being okay. And, and I think the reason why is for two reasons. One, they're missing a few key players. I mean, Debo Samuels is obviously one of their key players. They use him in almost everything. If he's not the one carrying or catching the ball, he's the one blocking and helping McCaffrey. And the other player is Trent Williams. And Trent Williams is one of the best, you know, offensive linemen that they have. And he's one of the big guys that will make and give, you know, um, Brock Purdy as much time as he needs to get the ball out. And I've seen that he has not had as much uh, not as much time, and he's been under a lot more pressure since Trent Williams has been out, which can, you know, for a young kid, I mean, we the way he's been playing, you almost forget that he's a he's a He's somewhat of a rookie, and he's young. And when you get that much pressure on you and you haven't had it, you know, because that guy's been around, it makes it, you know, a lot harder, and the pressure will eventually build up. And, Try to do and too the much. Of the games, yeah. You know? No, that dude, that totally, that's 100%, I think, a reasonable perspective. And that's not just because you're Tom's cousin or long-lost cousin. That's awesome. <laughs> Look, the Debo thing is real. The Williams thing is real. At a certain level of excellence and the level that is expected of the Niners and the talent level in that football team regardless, if you want to be the quarterback of that team, the team that wants to win the Super Bowl, you have to be able to at least play well. You can't play badly even when you're missing those guys. But it, it, it that's, it's a fair perspective. I love the Henry call in Boise. Henry Celestino, he's your long-lost cousin. I'm not going to lie. That was startling to hear that. That was awesome. Yeah. That must have been what it was like for you to hear the name of my son, uh, William Joseph DeCelestino. Right, named after me. Yeah, yeah. startling. Uh, there's another reality to this Niners team, by the way. I guess a sort of counterpoint, if you want to put it that way to Henry, that Christian McCaffrey has now scored a touchdown in 17 consecutive 
NFL regular season games, which I believe re- games, which I believe is not just the record. He's extending the record every time now. Did he break this record? Uh, he last tied week? this record. He tied this record this week. Tied it this week. Got it. Uh, and Tom has a what? It, by the way, it would work for Henry too because he's Henry Celestino. So it'd be what the sell for you? It's see, it's a play on what the hell? It's what does sell. D Cell said what? It's writer than use. What to sell? You are not impressed. 17 straight games with a touchdown. Two more yesterday. One receiving, one rushing. Oh, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can do it all. Christian McCaffrey's in the MVP race. I don't think so. I don't see it. I'm going to rattle off to you very quickly because I know they're just numbers. His rushing yards the last four yeah. games. 54, 45, 43, wow. 51. He he's not getting it done. He's not getting it done. He when your young quarterback is struggling, what does an offense need to do? They need to counteract it with a run game to keep the other defense honest. He's not doing that Might right now. Might as well call him Christian McCaff just take a knee. I mean, this guy's the worst. They've lost three straight games, and McCaffrey has not been the MVP candidate that we made him out to be in the beginning of the season. You're saying just scoring a touchdown without a a more consistent level of excellence is a statistical illusion. That's exactly what I'm saying. They've lost three straight games, so it clearly isn't helping them win ballgames. Do you know why I did this segment today? Do you know why I wanted you to say this? Because you just made the exact case, something we've argued about for two years here, why hitting streaks in baseball are stupid. Why DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak doesn't matter. Same, same, I'm with you. Same. Con- Who cares about streaks if the rest of the performance isn't at the standard it needs to be? There, this one is completely hollow. Complete. You think Kyle Shanahan cares that McCaffrey scored two more touchdowns yesterday? He doesn't care. I don't even know if McCaffrey cares that he's got you know tied the record. Like it doesn't matter if you don't win, and the offense hear- overall is right. struggling. I agree. I want to hear you say you were wrong about hitting streaks in Major League Baseball. I feel like I feel like I'm getting there. I feel like you're I'm getting there. there. You're there. I see it on your face. Is there a close to this wonderful segment we never do? Oh uh, no, no, there is not. Okay, it just kind of trails off. Kinda like the Viking season is going like to. This got it. Uh, a lot went down. We're gonna hit Will Levis later in the show, but the Titans. I would love to see. Mike Vrabel, who I've been a huge fan of. just Fans are the wrong word. I just think the guy's a stud and a great coach in the NFL. And we talked about this, I think, last week, Tom. He has not had a quarterback he can rely on. And since Tannehill went from being, you know, fine to, let's face it, not particularly effective, he has had very little in the way of offensive production. Uh, Will Levis came in. And he threw four touchdown passes over the course of that game. It was remarkable. Great game. Great moment. Great opportunity for the Titans. Remember, that guy came out of Kentucky. I think he played Penn State before that transferred. So huge weekend for him. Uh, terrible news for the Vikings. And I look, I, I'm not a Kirk Cousins believer in big games, but I want to be wrong. We talked about how exciting it was that he was going to maybe lead this Vikings team. Their schedule's not very difficult on the opportunity to come back from what was a brutal start in a, I'm not sure the division's wide open. The, the Lions play tonight, we'll see. But the Vikings were in a position to really do some damage. And it looks like he has torn his right Achilles in that win over a hapless-looking Packers team that is 
absolutely brutal for Minnesota. They do not have a quarter. Remember, this was a team that was thinking about maybe. They were, I'm not sure they were thinking about. There were suggestions and talk and thoughts about the possibility maybe of trading trading Kirk Cousins to somebody else. And now they got to be the, in the buyer's market. And I don't know if you saw Kyler Murray's name that's been tossed out there on the old formerly known as the artist formerly known as Twitter. Well, we got a call about that exact thing. That's funny. 855-2124-CBS. Let's lean into it. Tom knows where I'm going. Tom in Pennsylvania. We're on the same wavelength. Tom, what's up, pal? Appreciate you listening. You are on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bill. I just wanted to know who your first three phone calls are to if you're the Vikings GM. I'm going Mac Jones, Gardner Minshew, one, two. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't believe in this guy, Tom, but I'm thinking maybe Kyler Murray. I, I might be calling Arizona. Because, and if I'm Arizona, like the, the price is heavy. Murray's got to come off injury reserve. But we're talking about the timeline where he's supposed to be back. Arizona's been okay without him. I'm also calling the Bears. This is crazy talk, isn't it? It depends. What are you looking at? Maybe the problem <laughs> with Justin Fields is the Bears. You don't think the Vikings would take – it's a totally different offense and a totally different scheme. But I think the Bears, with the opportunity for them to draft pretty high and to have the – now the Panthers won, which is bad for Chicago, but they have the Panthers first-round pick as well. Why would you give me that look? I yeah, was Justin, waiting for you to go there. I knew it was coming Justin eventually. Fields. Mac Jones is really is actually really interesting. The problem becomes I don't know that we know where that organization is in terms of how it moves forward. If it's not Bill Belichick, it makes a lot more sense that Bobby Cakes would want to, or even if Bill Belichick's not the front run the front office and he's the coach, it would make sense that Bobby Cakes, Robert Kraft, would be open and interested to moving on from Mac Jones because a new regime or at least a new front office regime, depending how things go are going to want their own quarterback. And they're certainly not going to want the failed quarterback of Bill Belichick, which is what Mac Jones has been. But if Belichick's still there, and he's still making the decisions now, he's probably not going to trade Mac Jones, and the writing on the wall would be a little would be a little obvious. I mean, I think Kyler Murray still is really interesting, and if I'm Arizona, I want him off the book so badly. The problem is the price you pay, literally and figuratively, the what you give up to get Kyler Murray and how much money you still owe him. You're in the Kyler Murray business long-term if you're the Vikings. And, Tom, I don't want that. I don't want Kyler Murray to be my quarterback. So I that's a mistake, but mistakes happen under desperation for me. And you mentioned that desperation there. We actually talked about this just on Friday. The Vikings have a very soft spot in their schedule here where they can get yeah. themselves into playoff contention. And maybe more than that, so they really have to weigh, like, hey, do we go with the rookie Jaron Hall who replaced Cousins yesterday for the foreseeable future, or do we start making phone calls? The trade deadline is tomorrow. It, it's tomorrow. a big risk. Tomorrow. Because you gotta evaluate you gotta evaluate properly what he's going to project as, and that is obviously a fool's game sometimes. And they were left with not much time to make this decision. It's tomorrow. The deadline is tomorrow. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I mean, I mean, Jameis Winston is still out there, right? After this performance over the... I'm not sure Tyrod Taylor is going to be super, super popular. I mean, do you do you call about Sam Darnold? This is how desperate you get. And then it's probably a no for the Niners because you need a backup and because Purdy hasn't played well. I'll give one for you. Hit me. Do you call Dallas about Trey Lance? I think that's a reclamation project, unfortunately. I think, But it's, maybe it's they the can problem. do it going forward because, as you mentioned, Kirk Cousins, this is the final year of his deal. 
I think Gardner Minshew is really is really interesting. Is Andy Dalton still or isn't he the backup in Carolina? Yes, he is. I mean, I wouldn't want to rely on that guy, but that would be interesting. Taylor Heineke's out there. There's not a lot of good options. I think it might be Trey Lance because it's about it's more. Not Trey Lance. It's about more than just this year. They don't yep. have a quarterback moving forward. Well, they could also bring Cousins back. They could. They could. If Cousins likes it there. And I've seen him dance at the Imagine Dragons. What about what about Zach Wilson? Go get Zach Wilson. <sighs> Not after yesterday. What a what a depressing depressing. I mean, even if you're the Jets, I, the Jets are four and three now. The thing about the Jets that's crazy, and I will hit this later. And I know we got to get going, but the crazy thing about that Jets Giants game is that it, are the Giants now two and five, and the Giants are a joke. I mean, that is everyone's getting fired again. Should. The Jets are still kind of in the mix, and if you can sort of close your eyes and believe the defense is going to figure it out and believe they can score a few more points maybe here or there and get Aaron Rodgers back a little earlier, I'm sure there are Jets fans who are pretending that they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. The Jets are now 4-3, and three and the Giants are actually 2-6. Two 2-6. and, six. Two and six. Ugh. After winning a playoff game last year. Not awesome. Uh, we'll get. To, I wanted to hit Mahomes later and him trying to play through the flu. We'll hit that later in the show. We got by ourselves in a little less than an hour. It was also a really good weekend in college football. And we've got five things you need to know from, from that Saturday fiasco, circus of football excellence and disappointment. We'll get into all of that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. Welcome back to Writer Than You. I've literally had to explain to my son, Henry, what it is to root for a team that sucks. And I've explained to Henry, well, I'm a Bears fan, Daddy's a Bears fan. On CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> when did you make that? <laughs> oh, I had so many weeks to choose from. Uh, maybe three weeks ago? Man, that one's true. Oh, the Bears. What a terrible Sunday night football game. Less than ideal. They're so bad. It's good, though. Fire everybody. Get all the draft picks. Get my hopes up. Hire the wrong person again. Rinse, repeat. Pretty excited. As long as you know. I, I Oh, I know. What, um, you know how there's dog ears and cat ears? We have a cat, Graham, who is, um, he's 15 and a half or 16 in cat ears. We think that's 90 in, like, cat years to human years. In Bears fan years, I'm 531. <laughs> I'm a mummy. I'm an emotional mummy. How you feeling at that age? <laughs> a little sore <laughs> okay. emotionally. Okay. Yeah. What do you go? What, what do you got for the old Halloween? Uh, apparently, I'm going. I went as this last year. I'm 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 this the, the dude from Scream. That feels like a cop out one. Like, how long have you had that costume? Like, you didn't a buy year. That my just kid now. My, my kid picked it out. We went father and son Scream last year. So you're a jerk, Tom. You're going to go back-to-back, though, same costume? That's what he wants. You went to Sesame Street this weekend. And it was a lot of fun. It was really and why did you... unseasonably warm for the Northeast, You went though. because of your kid, right? Of course. Yeah. I get the only thing I The only thing I can't go as is a... Um, Lori wants me to go as a... She thinks it's funny. I am... I'm not afraid of anything. I'm terrified of, of Alice in Wonderland. It's bizarre. Like there's, I know a kids, there's a kid's cartoon now. I don't even let the little dude watch it. It's weird. Hell no. Hey, anytime you need another costume, I got a Snoopy costume that I can mail to you. It's great. 
Yeah, I'm sh- I'll, I'll wait for it to arrive, just like the tickets <laughs> for the Chargers. What are you going as? What are you? Are you Snoopy again? I'm Sven. You look ridiculous. I'm Sven. I got antlers. Oh, you're Sven. The antlers is the entirety of my costume. We, you should make yours, you in a Snoopy outfit, your your Twitter avatar. It's so it screams pretty daddy. Mm, nah, I'm not feeling it. Um, really intense, interesting weekend on a lot of different levels in college football. Every Monday at this time, we have a segment we put together for you so that you know what the hell happened and what matters. It's five things you need to know about this past weekend in college football. Your security clearance is on a need-to-know basis. And these are five things you need to know. All right, Bill, before we jump into number one here, I got a public service announcement for you. Ooh, PSA. Whatever rankings you hear me say in this segment... Take it with a grain of salt because the very first college football playoff rankings come out tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And as we know, those are the ones that actually matter, not the AP poll anymore. So whatever rankings you hear, take it with a grain of salt. It doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Number one. Down goes Oklahoma, Bill. The Sooners are no longer undefeated as they lost on Saturday in Lawrence to the Jayhawks 38-33. Now, Kansas took the lead with 55 seconds to go, giving Dylan Gabriel and OU a chance to drive the length of the field for the win. Oklahoma got all the way down to the Kansas 23 before running out of time. Kansas's defense neutralized OU's passing game. Dylan Gabriel didn't have any passing touchdowns for the first time this season, though he did have three on the ground. Now, Bill, prior to Saturday, the Sooners had beaten the Jayhawks 18 straight times. It also marked the first time that Kansas beat an AP top 10 team since 2008. When I, since 2008? Sorry. 2008. When OU I was writing about that team. 10. Yes. Yes. Mark Mangino. Hey there. We're going to win the football. I have to do a great Mangino. <laughs> hey there. We're going to win the football game today. And we're going to take it to the Rose or the Orange Bowl. And we're going to show them what we got here at the University of Kansas that's how he talks. I've never met him, but this this impression makes me laugh. Would you like me to do the rest of the segment in Mark Mancino? No. Sorry. No, I interrupted you. Are you done? Did you get through it? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, look, the takeaway, obviously, is Oklahoma and, and the damage done to what was a pretty remarkable renaissance this season. But can I just... Maybe it's my biases from from my kids being born in actually on the Kansas side of the Missouri border of the Kansas City border and, and working at the Kansas City Star, having written about Kansas back in the day with Mark Mangino. I got to tell you, you're a really good radio host. I listen every every night from midnight to three. It's not when I'm on, Mark. <laughs> you're amazing. Uh, this is a program that has been brutal, absolutely brutal. And this turnaround, and I should know how to say this guy's name, but I didn't think I'd ever need to know because it was Kansas. Lance, is it Leipold or Leipold? Do you know? Leipold. I should know that because it's an EI like mine, German. Come on, Ryder. Uh, this dude was a multi-time national champion at, what, the Division Three level. Got a huge opportunity and has turned this program around. What, what a... All I can think, and it's unfair because Kansas is good. Kansas is good and they deserve to be in the top 25. This is unfair, but I'm going to say it as Mark Mangino, who's probably somewhere bitter. Isn't it? If you can't beat us in Kansas, how are you going to fare in the SEC? That's a question I ask you. Still makes me laugh. It's a good imitation. Number two. 
All right, Bill, the Ducks... Do you want me to keep doing the voices no. that throw you off the segment? No, please don't. The Sorry. Ducks completely shut down the Utes on Saturday, limiting Utah to just 241 yards of total offense in their 35-6 blowout win. Oregon's Bo Nix threw two touchdown passes and added another on the ground. The Ducks have now won two straight after their lone loss of the season, which came at the hands of Washington. Oregon jumps to number six this week and takes on Cal this Saturday. Meanwhile, Utah fell all the way down to number 18 and now has two conference losses and still has to face Washington in two weeks. I got to tell you, we, we already we already knew this, but this is by far, I think, it's so ironic, the best conference in football. Are you there with me? Oh, I've been saying it since week yeah. zero. You've been on it. I mean, this is a, this Utah team, ju- and I know USC's in a bit of a free fall, but they just beat USC. They've got some nice wins this year, and they got absolutely manhandled by Oregon. If there, I know you're not a college football expansion guy, and I know I got to go quick, but if their college football playoff expansion, but if college football exp- expansion happened, this would be the year where it wouldn't be the SEC alone or necessarily where you say. Okay, two or three teams that could actually win it all if they got hot. That is true about the Pac-12 this year, and it's not going to exist. Man, the timing is so... And Wetzel said this. Had this Pac-12 season happened three years ago, the Pac-12 exists going forward. Number three. Bill, let's keep it in the Pac-12. And if you like offense, I got the game for you. USC and Cal combined for over 1,000 yards of total offense, not to mention 99 points as the Trojans beat the Golden Bears. 50-49. to with USC up 50 to 43, Cal scored to make it 50 to 49 with 58 seconds to go. But instead of trying to tie it up with the extra point, Cal's head coach Justin Wilcox went for the win, but the two-point conversion failed as USC got one point. Excuse me, as USC got the one-point win and trailed by double digits two different times in this game. Despite the win, USC remains number 24 this week and plays Washington on Saturday. I should almost go to this game on Saturday. I haven't been to a USC game this year. I'm thinking about it. I probably won't go, is the true story. Are you with me? I kind of prefer watching games on my TV now. It's a better experience. It's a better experience. It depends on the seats you have, right? I don't want to spend the kind of money it takes to... Look, I. It, it's a win for USC, but it's a loss for the direction, I think, in the momentum of the, of the football team. You shouldn't be struggling against Cal the way that they did. And this goes back to the same... They, Cal almost put up a 50-burger on USC. I say the same thing every single week in this segment and otherwise. You you are USC. You recruit California and the West Coast the way Texas recruits the state of Texas, the way whatever the top program in Florida in any given run is does in, in Florida. You, at a minimum, if you're poorly coached and not focused on defense, at a minimum should be a mediocre, at a minimum, defensive team because you have the talent you have the players you have the options this is a this is a a Lincoln Riley fail in the extreme even though they got the W against a bad Cal team number four Bill Dion and Colorado have now lost four of their last five games after falling to UCLA 28 to 16 on Saturday the Sanders brothers had a rough day Shador their quarterback was sacked seven times throwing for only 217 yards and a single touchdown while Shiloh was ejected for targeting in the second quarter. Colorado is 4-4 on the year and in need of two more wins to become bowl eligible. 
On the other hand, Chip Kelly and the Bruins are now 6-2 and two and up to number 20 in the poll this week. Man, it is amazing how quietly good Chip Kelly has UCLA playing this year. I mean, that is a... And one of their one of their losses was to Utah in a close game earlier in the year when Utah was flying high. Look, I'm not going to sweat the Deion Sanders thing. I, I, nothing has changed for me. We, we thought they were going to lose some games. They're building something that's going in the right direction. It's going to be a process. And that remarkable start to the season for me is a sign of things to come. We'll still help with recruiting. But yes, Colorado is not the behemoth and the juggernaut we thought they were going to be. Number five. All right, let's move things over to the Big Ten. The Buckeyes are 8-0 as they beat the Wisconsin Badgers 24-10 on Saturday. Ohio State's Kyle McCord threw two touchdown passes, but also had two interceptions. The first time he's thrown multiple interceptions in a game this season. Now, despite winning both games, Ohio State has only scored 44 combined points over their last two games. The Buckeyes have Rutgers, Michigan State, and Minnesota on the schedule before finishing the season against, you guessed it, Michigan. So, this is obviously a huge, huge win. And an impressive win. Here's something that that struck me. And I'll be curious what you think. I obviously do not think that the Michigan scandal is as serious as everybody else. But obviously everybody else on earth does. For Ohio State to go into Wisconsin when that game is huge, do you think there's a world where if Wisconsin loses to Michigan barely, that the committee to punish Michigan would actually elevate a one-loss Wisconsin team above an undefeated Michigan team? Man, that sounds like a tall order. But I know they're coming for Harbaugh any right. single way they can. And it doesn't feel like a suspension is coming this season because they're no- He's leaving, dude. They're notoriously pull- slow at these things. Michigan pulled the contract offer, right? Like, he is... I think he's leaving, dude. I'll I think leave he's leaving. the door open for that scenario. I don't think it's likely, but I'll say the there's a chance. The, be- the easier path for them to do this, by the way, would be Michigan loses a game before that game. Then they beat Ohio State, and they elevate Ohio State anyway. And even though it's not right, they have a one-loss, one-loss situation where they can spin it however they want. Those are Bill Ryder's five things you need to know on CBS Sports Radio's Writer Than You. I think one of these days we should do like do like we should send you out on some crazy task and just do five things you need to know about what happened to, to Pretty Daddy when he went out to New York City to help people. That sounds horrible for me. I don't want to do that at all. Wonderful radio, your commitment to the show and your commitment to Odyssey and CBS Sports Radio and all that that is would be would be channeled into a wonderful segment. Where am I going? Like I need details here. Oh, I got details. I got a whole plan for you. Put together a train map with instructions. I'll send you a train card. I have one left over from last time I was there. Let's talk some football with Ryan Harris when we come back next year on CBS Sports Radio.
celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.